Hello and welcome to the Conservative Crusader. My name is GOP Josh. This feels really odd. Gonna be completely honest, sitting behind this microphone today. Hosting today after almost a month, eh, more like three weeks, of not hosting. Feels very odd, but I'm very excited to be here. Very excited to host today talking about censorship as Twitter has suspended another sitting congresswoman eight days ago, but I'm still going to talk about it. AOC goes to Miami after talking about how death Santis has destroyed the state. Test positive for COVID. Biden accepts Pelosi's invitation to give the first day of the union speech on March 1st. And the Republican National Com- Committee has narrowed their 2024 convention list to four cities, and it won't be hosted in Ohio, unfortunately. Okay. <clears throat> so Twitter has permanently suspended Marjorie Taylor Greene, her personal account, not her congresswoman account. And I don't even know if she uses her congresswoman account very much. MTG, rep, MTG. Starting off today already. Googling something already. Yeah, she does, but not... Heavily, not for campaign, obviously, it's a it's an official Congress account. Twitter said on Sunday it permanently suspended the personal account of Rep. Marjorie Taylor Greene over the social media's platform COVID-19 misinformation policy. We have permanently suspended the account you referenced at MT, MT Green for repeated violation of our COVID-19 misinformation policy. We've been clear that per our strike system for this policy, we will permanently suspend the accounts that for repeated violations of the policy. As of Sunday morning, her congressional account was still up. It still is up today. Twitter is an enemy to America and can't handle the truth, Green said on her Telegram and on her Getter page. That's fine. I show America we don't need them, and it's time to defeat our enemies. Green previously was suspended by Twitter several times for violating his COVID-19 misinformation policy. In July, she received a 12-hour suspension. Uh, not dangerous to people who are under the age of 65 or not obese, is what she said. In August, her personal account was suspended for a week after she claimed that these vaccines are failing and do not reduce the spread of the virus, and neither do masks. The COVID-19 vaccine has been proved effective, yada, yada, yada. According to Twitter's COVID-19 misleading information policy, tweets that violate the, those rules would need to do several things. Advance claims as facts, be knowing misleading or inaccurate information, given existing information available, and have a potential co- to cause harm. Twitter's policy bans users for sharing information that obviously misleading, such as the risk of infection or death from COVID-19, official regulations, or the safety of preventable measures. The thing about MTG, and the thing about what she posted on Twitter, is that she used VAERS numbers, official federal, federal government numbers, that the federal government has access to, and is public information. Tweeted that, and she was banned from Twitter. And let me see if her page is up. Yeah, I doubt it is. <clears throat> no, it is not. It's still suspended. So now we have, <clears throat> pardon me, big tech platforms deciding that, like they did on January 8th, 2021, they have the authority to tell you which congressperson they want you to hear from, which sitting president they want you to hear from, if they want you to hear from President Trump or the Taliban. They want you to hear ISIS spokesperson, ISIS spokespeople, or Marjorie Taylor Greene. And our Republican leaders, and I'm putting leaders in quotes here, 
have claimed multiple times that they'll do so. Oh, we'll do something about this to stop big tech. Big tech needs to stop, but they won't do anything for it. And it's time that we get off of these platforms. Obviously, I'll probably be, I'll probably be banned here pretty soon. Anyway, I'm shocked that I haven't been. We get off these platforms, and maybe not get off, but you use them to promote other big tech or other small tech platforms. Parallel economies, which would be a term that's come up multiple times here in the future. And use these platforms to promote our parallel economies. Use these uh, platforms to promote alt tech. And that alt tech I'm promoting is Gab. Because Getter is not pro-free speech. And you you can't tell me they are. Okay. Let's find this tweet. I put out a tweet. If you don't know about the origins of Getter, Getter is a... Formerly Chinese social media platform, um, Jason Miller, who is a former Trump advisor, bought it, pretended it was brand new, and um, played it off as brand new and invited everyone to it, obviously. All the Chinese content was deleted. It was, they said, the owner of it told everyone to archive their content. It would be deleted very soon as they wiped it for an American audience. So it is a Chinese platform with Chinese origins, probably Chinese people accessing the data still to this day. Wouldn't it surprise me if they were? And so I put on Getter, I put on Gab, I put on Twitter. Getter is funded by and made in China. Gab is America first. And it's the truth. Gab, or Getter, Getter, I'm sorry, censors people who they disagree with. Still. Nicholas Fuentes is a right-wing streamer, and he is very right-wing. I'm not going to deny that. Has been banned on Getter five times for violating their racism policies. Now, I don't support racism, but you can't tell me that racism is not free speech. And when you tweet on their platform... And your only five tweets are being how the UI is not the greatest, and it's not the greatest. The actual interface is not the greatest. And you saying hi to your followers for joining the platform. That is not grounds for removal. That is not grounds for censorship. If you're actively recruiting to a terrorist organization... That's different than saying hi to your followers and being banned from the platform. And what I'm going for with that post that I mentioned earlier, my post, it was taken off a getter. I was not notified. I was not told. But it was removed from getter. Nothing I can do to change it. No appeals, nothing. Twitter at least notifies you and your posts are taken down. Taken down, no notification, not letting me know that it happened. Just taking it down. Getter is controlled opposition. Getter is a platform solely intended to make you and other conservatives 
who want an alternative to the tech platforms that we are on, like Twitter, like Facebook, like Instagram, like whatever else, using that information, sending you giveaway information about how you can win a free mortgage for a year, and using that information to do whatever they do with it. I've gotten a, a severe more amount, a, a larger amount of campaign emails. Just just, just want to put that out there. <laughs> so get off Gab, or get off Getter, I'm sorry. Go to Gab. The true alt tech that puts America first. And get off these big tech platforms. Or, or use them to promote true alt tech. Because Getter is not for you. Getter is not for conservatives. It's for people who want to have one thought. For people who want to think identical to the CEO. And without any sort of altering opinion. And a lot of the Getter staff has been exposed for being Democrat-leaning, Chinese-leaning, not pro-America. Let me see who this person is. I'm looking at a tweet by Eliza Schaefer, which is from Blaze Media. Let me see here. I'm trying to find it. The Global Communications Director at Getter. I'm a massive fan of the tan suit looking good, Barack. I am buying all of the merchandise from Hillary Clinton's online store, including a woman's places in the White House as a pillow. Trump's behavior at the G7 is genuinely frightening. He's in the UK playing golf, but won't meet with any leaders. It are all claims. So I'll let you make your own decision about Getter. But I know that censorship is not good. I don't support censorship. And that alt tech should not censor whoever they want to censor. And instead of joining these alt tech platforms that do censor, join platforms that won't delete your posts, won't ban you, and actually want to change the media market and change social media for the better. Get on Gab. My username over there is gab.com slash GOP Josh. Verified the blue check mark we'll be right back after this Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. Like I said last, last at the end of the last segment, make sure you follow me on Gab, GOP Josh, uh, Twitter, GOP Josh 20, Instagram is GOP Josh 20. I'm on Getter too for however long. That's just at GOP Josh. Now, AOC has tested positive for COVID, and I've been not, not protecting AOC, but just pointing out 
people mad at AOC for vacationing is the same as mad at Ted, or the, the leftists being mad at Ted Cruz for vacationing. Kind of sort of the same thing. But this is hilarious. AOC tests positive for COVID after hitting up Miami. The triple vaccinated congresswoman, by the way. The week after the New York representative was caught vacationing in Florida, partying at a club with celebrity Billy Porter while skipping voting in person at the Capitol. Received her booster shot this fall, encourages everyone to get their booster and follow CDC guidance. Decided to chose to ignore the CDC guidance over that New Year's holiday weekend. In a post on December 9th, the CDC advised folks to wear a mask that covers your nose and mouth to help protect yourself and others and to stay six feet apart from those who don't live with you. AOC was pictured hugging and kissing a celebrity, Porter, who does not live with her. It is unclear where AOC became infected with COVID-19, but it should be noted that according to the New York Times COVID tracker, the state of New York has averaged 71,720 cases over the past 14 days. Florida has averaged 58,636. More specifically, Miami-Dade County, Florida, where AOC frolicked in the sun, has a daily average of 15,777 cases over the past 14 days, while her adopted home county of New York City, New York, has had almost 40,000. Despite the similar, if not better, COVID-19 numbers to Democratic-run states per the New York Times, some progressives have attempted to label Florida Governor Ron DeSantis as Death Santis for his supposed dangerous approach in the pandemic and letting citizens make responsible choices for themselves. About a dollar for every lockdown politician who decided to escape to Florida over the last two years, I'd be a pretty doggone wealthy man, let me tell you, according to DeSantis. AOC said critics... Claiming her political opponents, the critics, simply wanted to date her. That was that was her response. And when I read that, I was so upset that I wasn't hosting. So upset I couldn't respond to that. Yeah, I mean, she tested positive for COVID. Uh, she's triple vaxxed, still experiencing symptoms according to her office. So what? To be completely honest. Don't bash Republican politics if you're going to go to a Republican stronghold. Personally, I'm not planning on vacationing to New York City anytime soon, but, you know, I also haven't been extremely critic on other states when I'm focusing on the state of my home state of Ohio with how terrible our leaders have been. Specifically, Governor DeWine with the COVID policies. So I'm not really attacking Democratic leaders, but I I, I just think it's hypocritical to attack DeSantis and then go, go to a state. But, you know, it's also hypocritical for us to be mad at AOC for going to Florida while also not be, or while also defending Ted Cruz for fleeing a situation in, in, in Texas. Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is a different story. I don't think he'll ever run for president anymore. I don't know. Ted, Ted Cruz is, he's kind of went off the deep end over this past few weeks with his speech. I think it was on the Senate floor or in a committee during January 6th, the anniversary of January 6th. I, I, I don't know if he'll ever run for president. And if he does, if he'd ever, if he'd ever be successful again. But maybe he'll have some funny tweets after Biden accepts Pelosi's invitation to give the State of the Union speech on March 1st. President Joe Biden has has accepted House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's invitation to deliver the annual State of the Union address to Congress on March 1st. 
On Friday, Pelosi sent Biden a letter inviting him to give the speech on that day to share your vision of the State of the Union. The White House announced later in the afternoon that Biden has accepted. Deputy Press Secretary Kat Karen Jean-Pierre told reporters traveling with the president to Colorado Friday. She told them that the president has accepted the invitation of the Speaker of the House to deliver the State of the Union address. A tradition that offers presidents a chance to highlight their priorities and agenda at the start of the new year. If Biden gives a speech on March 1st, that would be about a month later than typical for the annual address. All State of the Union speeches since 1934 have happened in either January or February. Would give him more time to accomplish some of his legislative goals before addressing Congress and the nation. The BBB, the Build Back Better Act, a key part of Biden's domestic agenda that aims to expand social, social safety nets and fight climate change is set a roadblock in Congress amid opposition from moderate Democratic Sen- Senator Joe Manchin, it is not clear whether the legislation will be able to move forward. While the Constitution mandates a president to update Congress on the State of the Union, it does not require a timing, uh, provide a timing requirement beyond from time to time. Biden delivered his first address to Congress as president in April 2021. It was not a State of the Union speech because since 1977, new presidents have not referred to the first speech before a joint session of Congress, instead typically calling them an annual message or address. A number of health safety protocols were put in place for that speech due to COVID-19, including the limit on the number of lawmakers allowed in the House chamber. This is going to be so much content farm for people at, like, The Blaze, for Breitbart, because that's how it's going to be. It's President Biden has accomplished nothing serious and nothing good for the American person in his current time in office. President Biden has, and it hurts to call him president. The only thing he has accomplished is is higher gas prices, is is inflation beyond beyond amount, is leaving Americans stranded in Afghanistan, is creating a border crisis on our southern border. There's so many things he's done, but I don't think it's anything he'd want to flaunt. I don't think he's going to go there and be... Uh, thank you, Nancy Pelosi, for inviting me today. Uh, um, uh, 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 the border crisis. Uh, I mean, I mean, uh, the border is very successful. Uh, ice cream. Uh, Afghanistan. We pulled. We successfully pulled out of Afghanistan. Besides the fact that there's still Americans stranded behind the lines. Um, uh, 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 children. Uh, 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 I. I don't think he's going to go to the State of the Union on the House floor and flaunt any sort of accomplishments because it has no accomplishments he has no accomplishments to flaunt he has he has none of that very excited for the speech to see just 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 what he has to say just just what does he have to say since he hasn't talked to press or anything in the past few days on january 6th he was talking about how i think it was how like leaders run away or leaders hide or something and then after the end of the speech he walked away without answering any press questions which was kind of funny I don't know. March 1st, we'll have to see what he has to say. That'll be a long night <laughs> for the State of the Union address. That's that's far a bit away, actually. It's still, still pretty far away. The Republican committee is already worrying about 2024. Narrowing their convention list down to four cities. Milwaukee, Nashville, Pittsburgh, and Salt Lake City. And there, there are benefits to all of them. Staff of the RNC Site Selection Committee will be traveling to the four finalist cities that surveyed the convention plans. Afterward, the committee will narrow down the selections to three cities. 
is grateful and appreciative for the overwhelming interest from cities across the country to host the 2024 Republican National Convention. Uh, Richard Walters, the chief of staff of the RNC, said in a statement to Fox News, We will continue the process, review bids, and communicate with potential hosts to hear more about what their cities have to offer. Hosting the convention takes months of planning it to secure enough hotel, meeting, and event space to welcome throngs of GOP delegates, media, and visitors. The news of the four finalists was first reported by Politico. So, benefits to all of them. I, I, I kind of want to go off those just at the top of my head. Milwaukee, obviously in a state that President Trump was very contested in in 2020. Obviously, it went for Biden. I don't, we, we don't know if that was accurate or not, but it went for Biden. So that'd be a good place for that to just, just, just reemphasize the Republican presence in Wisconsin. A very important state to winning the presidency. Nashville, Tennessee, is a state is a city that's had a lot of media attention and praise coming to it. Obviously, the Daily Wire has moved their headquarters there. A lot of the big conservative events are going on in Nashville, so obviously, just being in that atmosphere would be great for the RNC, the the the, uh, the committee, the convention. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. A blue city in a swing state would also be a good presence. He could do a great, President Trump being, could do a great speech about labor and manufacturing and hiring American and buying American in Pittsburgh. Salt Lake City, Utah, obviously a red state. President Trump would have a great crowd in Salt Lake. Beautiful area. Don't really know a lot about that part of the country, but it would be a great place to host the convention as well. <clears throat> Plenty of places for, for finalists. The convention could be held. Sad that none of them are in the state of Ohio. When you have a leader like DeWine in the governor's mansion, of course, you're not going to have anything successful in Ohio. Need to get him out of there. I don't know who we're going to put in there yet, but we need to get him out of there. My name is JP Josh. This is a conservative crusader. First podcast back in a while. Feels good. Feels good. We'll be right back. Or not right back. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode. My name is JP Josh. This is the conservative crusader. Stay tuned. <laughs>